Hey, Feral Audio consumer, did you know Feral Audio's got a new survey? Hey, I am a Feral Audio consumer, even though you're not talking about that, and I didn't know that. I am talking about that. Man, we're on a mission to get to know our listeners a little better, and that means you. So basically, these surveys, they kind of help us get information about what you like, right? I guess so. Your participation in these surveys it, uh, makes a difference for everyone making podcasts at Feral. It's a super easy way to support the shows you love. Um, so we appreciate you helping out. I mean, I'll say I don't, I, I, but that's just me. I don't like the idea of, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't mind the idea of a survey. Right. Please feel free to let someone at Farrell know that you wish I lost weight. I, you can seriously in advance go fuck yourself. Not, I don't think these are the survey questions. Okay. No, no I, I imagine it's more like, who are you? Like, like what if we find out that there's like, you know, a bunch of asexual listeners, you know, and right. that, and that the, they in particular don't have, uh, uh, they don't feel feel like they have a their point of view represented like the great thing about podcasting networks is like it's very low overhead to create a podcast so this survey is a great first step to to, to help us build a better feral audio that that includes like if representation is your jam or it just like your interests you know are you, right uh, are you into football would you never for instance ever buy a football app if it was advertised to you, is that not helpful to you? Right, right. We can we can tailor make connections between audiences and, right. and, and, and the advertising. This survey is going to exactly help out those kinds of issues because we don't know you don't like football. Um, you can find the survey at feralaudio.com slash survey. That's feralaudio.com slash survey. You're helping yourselves. The Feral Audio, the Feral Audio survey. You'll float too. <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by last rampage the new true crime film starring robert patrick heather graham and bruce davison and we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie hi my name is heather graham and i'm playing dorothy tyson in the movie the last rampage Last Rampage is a true story about uh, Gary Tyson and how his sons broke him out of prison, and uh, it's a very dark story, and Gary Tyson is not a good guy. I play his wife, and I'm super loyal and devoted to him, even though he's pretty much the worst person in the world. One thing I think is interesting about the movie is a lot of these movies, they tell a story about like, oh, this rebellious guy who was this cool gunslinger and, you know, he did it all these wrong things, but he did it for the right reason. And I think this story sort of turns that story on its head because it's got, at first you think he's a cool guy, but then you're like, no, this guy is just like a selfish, self-centered, narcissistic jerk. I like stories about real people. I think sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Like, I mean, some of the stuff that happens, you just go, I can't believe this is real, but it's real. And then if you do more research, it's even stranger than the stuff they put in the script. It's just like, sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit TrueCrimeLive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at LastRampageFilm or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm. Hear ye, hear ye, Harmenians. This is Dan Harmon talking to you from uh, the studio. 
um, as opposed to live on stage, uh, simply because we lost the uh, first three minutes of our recording due to a little technical crash. It happens. Um, you only miss the very beginning of the uh, live recording. Um, but so I'm just I'm just introducing it um, to make it make sense. Um, while I've got your ear, I will caution you. This is an an unexpectedly intimate episode of Harmontown, <laughs> and and I you know they're not usually um, uh, family fair, but uh, I will say. If you had any respect for me or my friend Rob Schraub, uh, and it was based in any way on our um, our uh, m- manners uh, or our, our uh, concern for our own posteriors um, uh, and lack of experimentation with them, um, you know, maybe don't listen to this episode. <laughs> maybe maybe just watch Community and. Uh, and uh, the other the shows and comic books and things that we make and, and think of us as decent people. But you're gonna if you do listen on, you're gonna hear uh, a story from me about my butt hole, <laughs> and uh, and a story from Rob about his. Um, we didn't plan for that to be the theme of the evening, but it, it really turned out to be the case. Um, <clears throat> uh, that's about it. Oh, I also just want to plug. Um, Harmon and Schraub's Found Crap, which is going to be part of the Everything is Terrible Festival on August 26th, I think at 5.30 p.m. Um, uh, come see uh, Rob Schraub puts together all these amazing um, found footage things. If, you, if you're in Los Angeles or near Los Angeles, it's definitely worth coming out for. Um, both he and I will be there, and I'd uh, love to see you there. So we now join Harmontown in progress. Just to give you the context, Jeff started the show with some sexy music. We were talking about sexy music. It reminded me of the fact that I had given my girlfriend a little fashion show recently to uh, Sade music. Um, or I'm sorry, one more time. So we now join Harmontown in progress. Just to give you the context, uh, what you miss at the beginning is that Jeff started the show with some sexy music, which reminded me of the fact that I had given my girlfriend a uh, a little fashion show um, uh, a couple days earlier because she had bought me some new clothes. So uh, here we go. And she said, uh, uh, "What's what's what? What music makes you feel sexy?" And I immediately, inexplicably, blurted out, "Sade." <laughs> So it was just like we're just like we're just playing a Sade album, and I was like trying on a bunch of checkered nerd shirts. Uh, uh, was it Smooth Operator? Yeah, well, there was Smooth Operator was in there. Sweetest Taboo, of course. I re- I remember it, br- it brought to mind a memory that I thought was so odd. I, I when I was in junior high I, uh, in Milwaukee in the eighties, they had this thing. I. I they weren't called. They were called desegregation traps. They 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 had come up with this thing where we had so many inner city schools that were so predominantly African American. By the way, I hate that phrase. Isn't that a little demeaning? African American. They're, do... they're not African. That, that makes it sound like they're foreigners. Like, no one has a. No one is more American than a black person. Like, like how, who has more right to not be hyphenated like that? That's terrible. Uh, anyways, um, the, I, I, but but it's up to them. If I. I, I I I, 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 I I actually thought I I, I always thought it was, but it's it's, it's I, you know <laughs> what what <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do race again <laughs> I, I, I'm, 
I'm, I'm so, we settled this in like three Harmon towns. Uh, I didn't even get a chance to talk about it last time. You, you, you dicks got all uh, all uppity about. Uh, he wanted to hear about Mars rovers, and you know, Schraub was heckling. And uh, we, we might bring Schraub up later. I want him to tell his butthole doctor story. But I'm, I'm way off track already. This is not a. This is going to be a low key Harmon town. I'm very very hungover. Uh, what was I just talking about? Okay, race desegregation. <laughs> It doesn't. It, nothing. I, I. It doesn't really. This story has nothing to do with race, really. Uh, I bet it, it does. It, it, uh, <laughs> uh, I in eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade, I went to uh, Steuben uh, 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 Middle School. Steuben. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, 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 there, there were these. It was for the computer specialty, which was a desegregation trap. In reality, they had six Apple IIe's in the basement, and uh, and they just wanted to. They were trying to bus white kids into schools that were so uh, disproportionately uh, uh, black. And so I was like one of six white kids there to use their Apple IIe's uh, in this school. It was, it was great. By the way, uh, 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 white people, uh, much more racist than black people. Like uh, that's, that's, a, that's a genetic trait that I can actually, I, I believe in because I went to, for much of my uh, public school life, I went to predominantly black schools and I never got uh, picked on or you know, it was only when I went to the suburbs and started, uh, you know, in, in these more predominantly white schools, I started getting picked on. Like, I remember a girl took a piece of tape and taped it secretly to a pair of jeans to, 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 to as a way of tracking how often I wore them in a week. <laughs> like I was some kind of animal. <laughs> I was like, "This did, black people don't do this. That's that's a stereotype. I am I am comfortable saying black people are nicer than this. I'll, I, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of, uh, of of racial constructs, but I believe black people are nicer and less racist than white people. There, okay. Uh, I did get a little. Uh, right, so I was going. The story's not about race, everybody. Would you guys take it easy? <laughs> This, is, this story will not lean towards race. <laughs> and where you notice that we we chased NT off. Where's NT? There are he was he was he was always in the front row. Empty seat. Empty's uh, em, em, empty seat. Uh, dumb. Edit it out. <laughs> Just stupid. Leave it. Um, Leave it. It stays. I, I'm not. I'm not witty tonight. I'm not. I can tell. As I, my, I'm, a, I'm a verbal thinker, and I can. I can feel the muscle in my in my verbal lobe. Uh, you know, I can tell. There's days when it's on fire. You know, and it's kind of spinning, and, and 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 you know, I was like, I'm gonna rock it uh, talking to people can tonight. I, can I? Have we told the story, or can I ask you to tell the story about uh, roll call? Uh, that my. And you know what I'm talking about? The guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, guy yeah. who subverted roll call. And yeah, that. That, well, that all, yeah, that, that takes place at the same school. I just wanted to tell this story. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's a good story. So, so buckle up. Uh, Shade reminded me of this. I, Shade. I was. I was in, so I was in this computer specialty school, and I was in my one computer class. I was taught by this guy named Mr. Blanchett. He caught a girl slipping a. a, a another girl a note or something and he and so he did that awesome thing where you take the note and then he 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 read it out loud and it was just some it was like it was the, the girl was making fun of some other kid in the class by going uh Oh, I know, I, I know you love uh, uh, Ronald. Uh, I know you know he. I know he gives you the sweetest taboo. 
and he his face turned purple and he said you don't even know what that means you know what are you talking about that you're, you're 13 years old you don't even know what that means and i was like no one knows what that like, what? you're not you're not a real Sade fan yeah exactly the hardest course i've been to four of her concerts Really, I, I'm pretty sure it means fucking, uh, probably, and no one knows what that means more than a bunch of 13-year-olds. Right? Like, we're, 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 we're coming in our pants, like, 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 by reading math books. Like at that age, I ever you get the school smelled like Gen Con. It was so, uh, it, it was you know there was so much testosterone and estrogen just bursting out of us. Our faces were festooned with with hormonal acne, and you know, all of us were you know running into dark corners to touch ourselves every chance we got. I think, I think we know what the sweetest taboo is. I think it's fucking. Uh, in that same school, because you requested the story. This one is by request. <laughs> um, we were taking roll call in this. We're going to play sexy music over this. We were taking roll call in this math class. The teacher said, it was the beginning of the school year, and the uh, teacher said, I'll call your name. You say here if you're here. Also, if you have a name that you prefer to be called, you can let me know then. And what she meant is what happened to be like, you know, she'd say, uh, LaShonda Johnson, and then LaShonda would say, here, Shonda's fine. And I was, okay, Shonda. Um, and uh, uh, Dion uh, Nash, uh, here, uh, you can call me D. D, okay, great. Um, and, then, and then she calls this one guy's name, uh, Trevor uh, Smith, and, and this kid goes, uh, you may call me Royal Champagne. <laughs> this, this 12-year-old kid. And she, and she went, <laughs> no. <laughs> Royal Champagne. So good. Uh, we're, if I had been that teacher, I would have said, all right. And I would have called him up to the board every time. Yeah. Uh, what's the square root of uh, 151? Uh, Royale Champagne, uh, would you uh, treat us? Well, there was such a... She, she was probably scared. It was like, uh, you know, you never knew back then. It was like they had to have rules against magic markers. It was, it was such an odd thing. Like, I don't, I don't know if this, if this was a place in time or if this is true for 12 and 13 year olds in middle school but everyone was obsessed with gangs none of us were in any uh, but everyone was like they were always drawing little pitchfork symbols and 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 stars that were get gang symbols for the local Milwaukee gangs on the walls. This, this is this is junior high school or uh, elementary. This is school? junior high. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're not. No, but nobody in that school was rolling with the two seven boys, uh, which was one of the local gangs from Twenty Seventh Street. And there were the Black Gangster Disciples (BGD), and their symbol was like a little pitchfork. Um, I'm holding up my hand to form a little pitchfork. Those pitchforks aren't straight, man. Oh God, that reminds me. The story of like, yeah, there was a we were in metal shop and uh, and the teacher put on a slide projector and then just like eighty five like pitchfork shadows come into, into the thing, including me probably because it just became a thing. It was like that and beatboxing. We were all just doing it. It was it was the culture. It was just like you just people were walking down the hall just going. <laughs> Um, you, you just did it all the time. Then I, wait, wait, wait. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I I went to Steuben. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. 
no, 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 no one actually did that. That was a don't don't extend yourself. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's that's the hacky thing. <laughs> my my mom. I used to come home and do that. And my mom's impression. She'd go, "Will you stop doing that with the abstop, abstop, abstop?" Absta, absta. There's not a white guy in this room that hasn't tried his hand at beatbox at some point. We've uh, all tried it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm darn good at it in a pinch. Uh, the uh, so so uh, let's see. There was but oh yeah. So 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 all these pitchfork shadows come into the slide projector's uh, uh, illumination, and uh, and then you just hear this guy John Morse, uh, who was this big tall. He was like he seemed like he was nine feet tall. So, you know, just one of those bean pole like 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 sprouters, and uh, and he was kind of like I think he was a little touched. I think he was one of those. Kids who slips through the cracks like he's he wasn't special enough to take advantage of being special he was just he was just you know you just he, you just felt like he was he was destined for for bad times or verizon employment you know like a, he, he's he's just gonna end up and 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 he he would he would he would just sit in the class and and, and beatbox and do his pitchforks and then like uh he the, yeah all those shadows came in and then you, you is like the, the, the shop teacher's like okay we're gonna watch a film strip and he says all right all right all right he's so sick of seeing pitchfork shadows and then you just hear John Morris is the last one in there and you see his other hand come in and physically straighten his own fingers like he's perfecting his pitchfork and then you just hear John Morris in the, in the dark uh, metal shop room go damn my pitchfork's straight <laughs> which was not a thing it was not a he was no one cared how straight your pitchforks were that was that's a that's a, that's a 13 year old brain you know uh, 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 you know it's a, it's a it's sad, really, because it's like this gang culture and all kids are pure of heart and just want to have fun and do things better. Than, you know, we just want to play video games and fuck around. Uh, pitchforks. Um, uh, my car might get blown up by the Black Gangster Disciples tonight. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if, they, if they're comfortable with me talking about them. Uh, well, one of their sayings was, false flag is a fag. Ooh. Yeah, you weren't, well, you, see, weren't, you weren't supposed to throw up pitchforks if you weren't no, actually you, I, in BGD. I, I went to That's uh, false flagging. I went to uh, public school in Los Angeles during the, uh, the, the late 80s and early 90s, and that's when everybody was in a gang, like for real. And you went to a party. You could go to a party in like a, 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 a lower-class neighborhood, or a working-class, middle-class, upper-class neighborhood, and gangs would come like the... Like, Compton Crips, like Bloods would come, like a big, bad, gun-toting, bad motherfuckers would show up. And we were all just like nerds and like, like, like I used to wear like, because I, I was like a bodyboarder and I had dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it was 1987, you guys weren't there. I had like natural dreadlocks. I also, I also had a tan, picture that. I mean, even us in Milwaukee were into the Ocean Pacific culture. You, right. And you li really lived on Ocean Pacific. But like, like, I, I would like wear like a little like bandana, but I was smart enough that like, you, you couldn't wear like eight colors. There were eight colors that if you wore, someone would come up to you and grab it. And I, I was like a, at a, a, an arcade bowling alley kind of thing. And I walked outside and I had like a, a green uh, like bandana on, like, you know, kind of tied in the back. Like, I don't know what I was doing. And these, I got jumped by 12 guys and they just came up and just like kicked me in the chest, knocked me down. I'm all alone. I was, you know, I'm, I'm six foot four now, but I was, I was, uh, I was five foot four as a freshman in high school. I grew 10 and a half inches. So I was very little and very skinny. And these six Latino guys jump me, and the main alpha dude walks up, and he grabs my bandana off, and he goes, Yo, bro, you want your rag back? You got to claim it back from Cactus Bunch. What in the fuck? 
what in the strawberry so, shortcake <laughs> unicorn mythology cactus what cactus pickles what were they called hey man it was the first I'd heard of them ca- ca- what did you say pa- the ca- cactus bunch bunch don't the call your gang bunch. a bunch that's like a Don Knotts Tim Conway movie Look, a bunch they weren't I'm not saying it was the toughest gang in town. I'm saying, I'm saying there was 14 of them, and they had my, they had my rag. Uh, so the, the guy took the fucking bandana off, and he goes, uh, "You want this back? You got to claim it from Cactus Brunch, Brunch." Now, uh, yeah, well, well, no, sorry, ca- Cactus Brunch, Cactus Brunch was even more dangerous. That's what their their wives were. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, they met at the uh, at the Bel Air Hotel every Sunday. Yeah, uh, little, little cucumber sandwiches, yeah, and uh, yeah. they yeah. would just talk so, shit. So they said. Claim it from Cactus Bunch, and I was like, uh, "Hey, man, uh, I found that. It's yours to keep." Yeah. It gets too cold in Milwaukee for people to be that violent. Like, we, we, we all have to hibernate. <laughs> we have to save our energy. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and, oh, by the way, my apologies to the Black Angster Disciples, the Two Seven Boys, Cactus and, Bunch, and the Cactus Bunch, especially the Cactus Bunch, because because we really took them. Uh, I, I want the Cactus Bunch uh, members that are listening to the podcast to know. <laughs> My issue is not with your manhood. Uh, it's simply with your nomenclature. Your, uh, your, it's, it's your, it's your ability to name your gang properly yeah. that I question. I don't question your ability to murder me. Uh, cactus bunch. It's so adorable. <laughs> We're the hug a bunch. Uh, there, there's a really old, there's a really old school gang in Los Angeles called uh, Las Cantaranas, which is the singing frogs. But they're a very really old, like you know, like. Veterano gang. All right. Well, my hats off to them. R- ra- rags at half mast. Uh, pitchforks straight. Uh, let's get off this topic. I feel like uh, yeah, it's a bummer. I- I'm going to get in trouble. Hi, I'm Jeff B. Davis from Harmontown. Sitting here with uh, Spencer Crittenden. Hey guys, we're here to talk to you about rhetoric coffee. Are you guys coffee drinkers? Are you junkies? Do you get up in the morning and you're, you're just no good until you have that cup of coffee? Or do you just like to sweat a lot and get the shits? Yeah, no, that second one is definitely me. I like to sweat a lot and get the shits. Does that apply to this ad at all? Uh, strangely, yes. We're talking about Rhetoric Coffee. Rhetoric Coffee doesn't just give you unwanted diarrhea. It's the best subscription service coffee you'll ever taste in your life. Rhetoric commissions original art directly from comic book artists and then hand screen prints them on each bag. Each one you receive has a special life and is a unique organic work of art. I, we got this flat, like bag right here. They, they, they gave us bags of coffee. I'm like... This is me crinkling a bag of rhetoric coffee. Look, I'm opening it right now. Oh my god, it smells like heaven. It's it smells like it smells like being like a like a like a angsty teen. He's Spencer is actually eating full coffee beans right. Those are good. <laughs> oh, dear god. Those are great. Oh, somebody call the police. Not only are they fun to chew on, you could probably make coffee out of them. And you get to feel good about drinking that coffee because it's what I call ethical coffee. Rhetoric goes above and beyond fair trade, not just for their coffee, but in how they pay the artists that put the art on the bag with the coffee in it that Spencer is now currently chewing. Oh, yeah. Everyone wins. (laughs) You're a fucking monster. (laughs) Their relationship with their artists allows the artists to continue making prints of their original work while allowing them full use for Rhetoric's projects. Everyone wins. Everybody wins. Everyone wins. Each roast is completely unique. You won't taste these complex flavors anywhere else. Their commitment to quality is top-notch. They are drinking 
what they are selling. They're getting high on their own supply. You know, they say not to do that, but it's also, I guess, a mark of quality in some sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go to a drug dealer that doesn't get high on his own supply. That makes me feel like... He doesn't believe in the product. It might not be good business sense, but it's definitely, you know, a good product. Yeah. Go to rhetoriccoffee.com and sign up now and use the promo code FERAL, F-E-R-A-L, for a 30% off discount. (laughs) Go to FERAL, F-E-R-A-L, for 30% off. Your first roast. You You never forget your first roast, Spencer. I I never will. The first roast is the deepest. That's R-H-E-T-O-R-I-C coffee dot com. Sign up and use the promo code FERAL for 30% off your first roast. Coffee so good, you can chew it. Uh, but speaking of bummers, tonight is going to be a bummer. That's why I got fashion and style advice questions from you guys. It's because, not because, it's because I wanted to commit to tonight being a bummer. I'm very hungover. I went to a bachelor party last night. Like I told you, I woke up this morning and I knew, uh, I'm not going to be funny tonight. I'm not going to be insightful. I'm not going to be witty. I'm only going to waste your time and steal your $10. Um, so I wanted to just be, be above board about that. And so I, the, for the questions that we got from the audience tonight, they're, they're at a topic that I am bound to fail at uh, speaking to, which is style and fashion. That was a, I picked the worst topic that I thought I, that, I, that I could think of to commit to tonight being the worst harm in town ever. So buckle up. And if you're, if you're listening at home, stop. <laughs> Dan, someone from, the, from our audience asks, why do all girls think they can wear leggings? What does that? Uh, what does that mean? Because they can. I don't, uh, <laughs> young man. I, 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 well, they, I, aren't they kind of a one size fits all? Aren't leggings just like? Uh, I think they, aren't they just like that, tights without feet? I think that someone's saying that some people wear them to greater acclaim and success than other people. Well, that's everything. That's all clothes. See, I'm already pissed off at this category. <laughs> What the hell are you talking about? You chose the topic. Like, hot, this is not the, the tyranny of hot people. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, like, uh, if, you, if you look good, you can wear a towel. Like, 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 like why do you have to also, in addition to that, like, like, like ugh, you know, well, ugly people are, are the ones who should be caring the most about clothes. You know, you shouldn't go, oh, she, her ass is too fat. She shouldn't be wearing those pants. Fuck you, uh, you bad person. <laughs> I told you, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I wasn't kidding, man. I'm not, I'm not on all four cylinders tonight. I'm on two. So I, well, why, 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 why? Because they can. They can wear leggings. Shame on you. You snarky, uh, 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 David Spade type. All right, Dan. Let's see, let's see you in a pair of leggings. Miss Thang. Or Mr. The next question, uh, if you were a lady... what I will say this, sorry. <laughs> Here's a good question. Here's the question that should be asked. Why do some women... How do you find out as a woman, when do you learn who tells you, what newsletter do you get that tells you that you can't just wear tights as pants? 
uh, you ever go to like the mall and you just see some lady who didn't get the telegram? Like she's just wearing. It looks. It's so jarring to visually to like. So, so it's like you're just not wearing any pants. Those are underwear, and you're just wearing them like like you. Like, oh, is it just like a thing that you see someone else doing it and then you do it and that's like like, like someone has to, t- t- you know, tights aren't pants for sure. I know that. Like I, that's not like a no white after Labor Day thing. That's like a that's like a you can't just wear underwear for pants. Those are tights. But you love tights. Yeah, I do, but I like them because, uh, I mean, their tights aren't really, just, just wearing a pair of tights walking around the mall isn't, that's not flattering on anybody. You could be, uh, uh, I'm going to date myself, Cindy Crawford. Uh, I, I don't know, who's, who's hot now? I, who's, who's the... Kate Moss. You could be Kate okay. Moss. Uh, let's get lost tonight. You could be my black Kate Moss tonight. <laughs> Dan, if you were a lady, somebody asked. And I am. <laughs> what kind of dress would you wear? Oh, that's a good question. If I were a, if I were a lady, I would, I would, I would, uh, I think I would dress a lot like the, um, the uh, beautiful redheaded poet girl from uh, Head of the Class. Uh, uh, I think I would have a kind of like Laura Ingalls Wilder kind of bohemian Edie Brickell kind of. I think I'd wear a lot of very long skirts with uh, with, 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 with now you're dating yourself with with tights and like a like a cardigan sweater. You're like a like a horny ice man, or you're you're. you're... <laughs> Your boner is frozen in like 1987. Oh man, it really is. I, 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 I you know, for pornography, while other people are going to the U Porn and the uh, and the Pornhub dot coms, I will often. I, I believe me, I will go there too. Uh, but uh, I will often go to YouTube and just type in like aerobics, <laughs> and it's enough for me. Uh, Cynthia Caraluck was a Canadian fitness lady, <laughs> and she was just she was just eighties. She supreme. was in Cactus Bunch, wasn't she? She would, <laughs> she, would, she, would, she, would, she, would she would always you know she would she would pronounce a, a, a boot wrong and uh, and tell you how to exercise, but she would you know she'd wear like these like leotards and uh, and cross trainers and white socks and. Uh, Tights, pantyhose, uh, whatever, whatever. What, what is your obsession with, like, because, uh, like, I like stockings, but, like, for some reason, tights less so. Like, like I, I, I can't qualify why that is, but you love tights and, like, le- leggings. And I just, like, like, I, li- I, 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 I like women. I like that they're soft and fun to touch. I, uh... <laughs> I want them to be. I, I just. I like. I like the. I, I, you know, it's weird. Fetishes are weird because there's a there's a logic to them to, to a certain degree, but then there's just the, some weird. I think something happened to me when I was six years old or something. A lot of people who have like feet fetishes or or like nylon fetishes, they'll they'll have memories of like playing under the table with their matchbox cars and their and their aunt was uh, crossing and uncrossing their legs. Like they'll have a visceral memory of some sexual awakening for them. And I think what it is is that I think your brain just pops like popcorn. I think I think there's a certain point as a as a primate that you're just walking down the street and 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 you're gonna turn into a sexual entity. And 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 unfortunately, whatever you're looking at, or whatever whatever. <laughs> around you you're gonna okay he's a chocolate file uh wait he's a hershey file <laughs> I'm, I'm, i don't remember what year it would have been but i'm pretty sure i drove 
one of my, like either my old crappy Volkswagen or my shitty Honda. And I drove you to Sunset and La Brea to, a, was it a Wendy's or an El Pollo Loco? Oh, man, Loco? this is a little embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, go ahead. Yes, you, you drove me to buy, this is before the internet was really a thing. You drove, me, you drove me to buy, uh, I, I, was, he, I, it, I, I had it, arranged. It, it was like uh, going to a drug deal. Uh, I had arranged to buy VHS tapes from a guy who was in town who, I, on the internet, the internet existed, but it wasn't like a place where you could watch video yet. That, that didn't happen until Rob Schraub and I invented it in, with Channel 101. And, uh, Do you want to YouTube. explain what VHS tapes are? Uh, they, uh, they, they're these giant cassettes. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> The uh, I, you drove me to a clandestine meeting with a guy who who made videos of women just basically wearing like tights and pantyhose and hanging out. And he, he, like was, you wouldn't even, it doesn't even count as pornography. Like I, I there's there's a certain breed of video I watch where it's like uh, it's, it'll just be a woman on a at a desk just going like hello sir. <laughs> Do you want me to hold your calls? And then she just kind of crosses her legs. And, uh, it's called James Bond. Yeah. And then they start disrobing, and I just I go, next But day. a guy, like, you got out of my car, and we're at the Wendy's or El Pollo Loco or, or whatever it was, it's Sunset and La Brea, and I'm waiting in the car, like, shit, something's, something's about to go bad, man. I, I got a bad feeling about this. And a guy came out with a ratty old cardboard box full of VHS tapes. Well, because I'm not going to buy one, so I bought all of them. <laughs> It wouldn't make sense to buy one. Like, it's like, like, okay, how many do you have? And at the time, I was just kind of rolling in, like, heat vision and jack money. Like, I, I didn't know what to do. I was living in a one-bedroom apartment in Hollywood. My rent was five fifty a month. And I had, like, $300,000, like, like it, you know, just sitting uh, in a pile. Was and that, I was, was like, what do, do I do? Was that what the Wilcox we... apartment? Uh, 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 yeah, 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 Wilcox. Yeah. Th that apartment was amazing because it, it was a little, like, well, like eight-unit, like, uh, apartment building. Like, just a regular old, like, Hollywood apartment building. And you walked in, and Dan had bought the world's biggest desk. Uh, uh, the desk was most of the room, right? Yeah, it really yeah. was almost as big as my living room. And just... Dan, at that point in his life, had decided he was going to be like Einstein and wear the same outfit every day. So yeah. <laughs> Seth Brundle. So, yeah, he'd gone to Sears and bought, like, what, like... A dozen of the same blue shirts. I got like these, yeah, these baby blue uh, short sleeve button shirts and, uh, and, and 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 like six black ties. So if you went to if you went to visit Dan, it looked like you went to go visit the manager of the local Albertsons. <laughs> except I, I dressed, except I dressed porn. like Gus from Breaking Bad. <laughs> but, but there was porn, Mountain Dew, and pizza boxes everywhere. Yeah, it was there was amazing. a lot of porn and a little mannequin parts and things. So I know I never got to see that hidden away in his bedroom. There was the only part of. Dan's life that had any shame that he wouldn't allow everybody to see. Like, I went toward the bedroom. Like, oh, well, you, you kind of demurred one time when I went toward the, be uh, the bedroom. And like, no, 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 that, that's the menagerie. Well, that's, what, that's what Rob called it. <laughs> the menagerie. What, what was the menagerie? Well, it was just, it was, I, look, I was trying to figure out who I was and what, what, what I was into. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it had something to do with legs and, and nylon and... Uh, and cadavers. I, I, <laughs> 
Well, you certainly would have a strong case for profiling me as a serial killer at the, back then. Uh, I, I've, I've since moved on, and I, I date human women now, and everything's fine. But uh, I, 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 yeah, I was like, well, here, my thing was, I was a serial monogamist. I kept getting in these relationships. I kept wasting women's time, uh, and 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 then it always ended in heartbreak. And I was like, you know, I sure like jerking off, and I and I and if I can just figure out how to do it perfectly. If I can just be the, 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 the Chuck Yeager of, of masturbation, if I can figure out what it is that really flips my switches, and then just be happy, you know? Is that, that's, that was the whole point behind getting the shirts, and the, that, was, that was also, there was a reading Campbell's Hero of the Thousand Faces for the first time, and I was becoming obsessive, I was drawing circles everywhere, and like trying to figure out this, like, like, like simplify the story model. I was, I was self-actualized. I was, uh, I admire that uh, uh, mannequin fucking uh, 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 Gus Fring uh, <laughs> serial killer. What 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 comprised uh, the menagerie? It was just I, I okay. At one point, I bought a mannequin <laughs> to see what that would be a like. Full, a full body mannequin. Yeah, because I thought. Where do, you, where do you go to buy a mannequin? Uh, you like online. It was like I ordered it from like a mannequin warehouse. I, did you pretend to be like a like a fashion designer or something? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, well, I, I, I fell back on the idea that what I was doing was so weird that no one would ever suspect. No one would ever go, hey, are you going to fuck this? <laughs> hey, well, who would think that? I'm weird. I, I bet that uh, amounts to like 50% of their mannequin sales. I, I read stuff about, there's a whole branch of the fetish that's like, you know, and there was a, there was a story in, 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 in the paper. There's no such thing as paper anymore. But, but uh, there was a story online I remember reading about a guy who got arrested because for the third time or something, he... He smashed a display window of a certain story. He was in love with a mannequin. He he he. There was one specific one that he kept abducting, uh, and so, like like he he couldn't. He would rather break the law than go home without her. But uh, wait, did the mannequin keep escaping and go back to work? What, 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 why would, did he have would, to do it three times? Well, because as soon as there was no one around, she would turn into Kim Cattrall. And uh, <laughs> no, it was I don't know. I think they would catch him because he was better at loving mannequins than he was a criminal. He wasn't. I mean, I don't think he was if he was a good criminal if his passion was for crime he would have robbed a bank he was just so horny for this mannequin that he was breaking glass and it, he was getting it, caught because it was probably it's probably hard to abscond with those things isn't there a mannequin in silver lake or los Feliz that you have a thing for Say what? Isn't there a mannequin that you have a little crush on? Well, no, that's that's McGathy's uh, jealous of this 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 mannequin on Hillhurst. That is a there's a record store and uh, there's a mannequin in the window that's like sitting in like a like a reclining chair and she's listening to headphones and she has a red wig on. So pretty pretty sweet. But uh, I, I <laughs> her bit is when we walk past it, she gets jealous of the mannequin. That's her that's her bit. I'm I'm over mannequins now, man. I I I, I, I love the I love the real thing. I wasn't. I wasn't really into mannequins per se. I was. I was trying to become the the most self reliant man in the world. I was trying to. Uh, I, I, as long as we're here, as long as we're down at the bottom of this fucking circle, I'll, I, I'll say it. I That's bought a real doll. One of those things online. It's like a five thousand dollar. Like. <laughs> I think somebody just gasped. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty extreme shit. It costs a lot of money, and then they send you a giant crate, and there's a fake woman in a box. And then it's uh, a sex doll. I then, bought one. Rob Schraub and I didn't see you for three months. And I was and I, when you did, you had a big smile on your face. 
I, it was the best relationship uh, that I had had to date uh, at, at that th- at that time. I I think it was an important thing because it's like you talk to sometimes you talk to people and they're like oh, I can't I can't be in a relationship. I don't know. It's, it's, it has something to do with loss of control and, and all this stuff. It's like you know figure out who you are and what you want, like get to the bottom of your circle. I think there would be less uh, sexual crime and victimization and objectification of women if if men would be a little more like uh, indulgent with themselves of like what they really were thinking and wanting and, 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 and so that they didn't have all this shame that had to get redirected and come out at weird times uh, with the people that had the misfortune of running across their path. I, 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 I looked at it like like I was just trying to I was, I was looking for the perfect back scratcher to scratch this itch because I was so I was becoming so ashamed of myself for dating women it's like you know that this relationship isn't going to work stop doing this stop putting yourself out there when you know that something is going to end with someone else being hurt and you do it anyway then you're a bad person figure your shit out what do you like uh and the answer is uh 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 uh, uh, angora sweaters and uh uh nylon so is that what you would wear is that what, was if you that, were a lady, is that what you would wear? Yeah, I'd, I would do that too, but only at home. I wouldn't like go out in it. I would like roll around on the bed in it. Uh, if I was a woman, I, I would just, yeah, I would just, I would just buy a bunch of outfits and roll around on the bed and look at myself in a mirror. But I think that's all guys would think that because they'd be like, oh, I'm a woman. I have a, I'm, I'm a human playboy. I was dating a girl one time and I, I told her I liked stockings, so she wore fishnet stockings. And, uh... During the course of our uh, interplay, our intercourse, uh, they, uh, they, you know, they were torn a little bit. So she, the next morning, she left my apartment, and then she threw them out in the trash can by my bed. So she left and went to work, and I'm there, and there's these stockings in there, and I had never put stockings on before, and I thought, well, I, <laughs> I thought I'm, I'm into stockings. Uh, let, let's, let's, if, I, if I'm going to jump in the pool, let's touch the bottom. Let's find out. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna not put them on, and wonder if maybe that's where I'm going with this. If that's I'm, if that's I, what I'm saying. If, well, I'm what? T- if I'm Tim Curry from uh, you know from uh, Rocky Horror. <laughs> well, why are you expressing all this? D- I'm not. Dismay and wonderment at my. Uh, that's what I was doing. I was trying to figure out like yeah, where does this lead? Where does this end? Where does this go? So I put them on, and you know. I, it felt pretty good, you know? You put them on, and it feel kind of sexy. Like, that's part of what stockings are about. I don't know why I like them so much. But I put them on. But, you know, like, I've got knobby knees, and I've got hairy legs. They didn't look good. I didn't, I didn't have sexy legs. But they felt kind of good putting on. And like, I was like, oh, that's cool. I like that. I like them better on women's legs than my own. So I took them off. I, I, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I, I posed and primped and preened a little bit in front of the mirror. I gave, I gave, I gave it the full college try, and then I took them off, and I threw them up. And I told my girlfriend, I said, you know, I, uh, I pulled your stockings out of the garbage and I tried them on. I said, God damn it, I knew it! I knew it! I was going to take them with me. I knew you'd put them on. I was like, I... <laughs> All right. Yeah. I didn't like it. Uh, you know what I did once that I've never told anybody except oh, for Oh, brother. The, uh, <laughs> I never told anybody this except for the community writer's room because we had a, we, you know, I encouraged to kind of like write what you know, explore yourselves, like, like confess things and let's write episodes about these things. Uh, I, I, uh, Okay, well, my, the, 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 the story... You could cut the tension with a knife in here right now. Well, yeah, because there's absolutely no... Isn't that a refreshing thing, though? To, to, to not know for sure that what I'm about to say isn't going to make your eyes fall out of your head. I, like, you yeah. really don't know what I'm about to say because yeah. so I, I, I have, I, I I have established that I might say anything. I used uh, to fuck a plastic lady, but here's something I never told anybody. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, the, the story ends with a Sharpie pen up my ass. It, it, it begins innocently enough. It begins... <laughs> Take us through the hero's journey of this. Well, can, can, can you make this Campbellian for it us? Begins in, it begins in Milwaukee with Shrab. Shrab was my Shrab's the longest friend that I currently have. That I he, he's the friend that all of the friends that I have now. Shrab is the guy I've known the longest. We met in Milwaukee. I was seventeen when I met Shrab. Uh, Shrab, Shrab told me once, like once because we were you know we started bonding about. It, it was like well we we man I really like jerking off. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, we were we were we were friends. We we communicated with each other. We were uh, talking about we, would, we would shower together. It was no, I'm kidding. Um, the uh, and once and then Schraub, Schraub said, "Do you know the thing about the uh, prostate, right?" And I said, "No. What what is the thing about the prostate?" Should we get Rob up here to, to, to do his part? Well, well, we'll get him up in a second. I'm mean, going to tell his butthole story, but but uh, as I guess this night just went to a weird black hole. Like uh, it was, it was about darkness. You said it. Yeah, I guess, but it's it's kind of joyful. Um, I don't I don't mind it so much. It's <laughs> it's a little relieving. Um, uh, I hope no one from CBS or Fox is here. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's, you know it's you know what's really weird is that is that is that I don't I don't know if he minds me saying this. Which is, Henry Kissinger's son is in the room. What? Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. I Rob goes. You know when you're jerking off. Well, yeah. You, you can't just pass by that. Uh, all right. Go on. Go on. Uh, you're about to tell. A Sharpie up the butt story to Henry Kissinger's son. Schraub uh, uh, tells you, like, yeah, when you're coming, you rub the, uh, you know, the, what we would call the taint, what we would come to call the taint uh, when, when we achieved that kind of word power. Rob's like, you know, you rub that part when you're coming, you, you, it feels better. Come harder. <laughs> Why do you keep looking at me? I, I... Who am I supposed to look at? The, the uh, uh, that girl like that? Yes. Like what, what, yeah, that, that fella? Uh, what, what, who, who, who should I look at? Well you, well, you chose me for certain. Well, I, I thought I could trust you. <laughs> uh, I'll just Dan? stare into lights. Dan, uh, Dan, look at me while you tell this story. So Rob said, when you're coming, you know, you you rub the you rub the uh, little the area between your uh, mm. your 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 butt and your balls. It's uh, it's a thing. It's like it feels a little better. It's a you're stu- And I was like, I wonder why that is. What is that? It was, it was a magic button there. I did a little research. At, at the local library? Or? Actually, actually, I just happened upon it. I think it was like in a in a like a penthouse magazine or something. This is a, this is a pre-internet world of, of 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 delightful uh, periodical literature. Um, and uh, there was some guy who wrote in a letter to Playboy or Penthouse or something and said, "Dear Playboy, I my girlfriend was uh, 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 pleasuring me, and she st- she rubbed the area that Schraub was talking about. Rob Schraub." <laughs> Uh, Rob Schraub, Taint Master. <laughs> it's like, that is a great direct-to-video movie. Uh, I, I, Have you seen Taint Master too? Oh uh, yeah, yeah I, 
I didn't like it, but I heard Taint Master 3 is going to pretend Taint Master 2 didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool, because I didn't like learning that Taint Master was an alien. Yeah, I, 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 I thought that he was a master of taints that yeah. was earthbound and, uh, and, and, could, and could speak to them and see through their eyes. Um, I've got that poster. It's amazing. <laughs> I just think it was interesting that Mark Singer, who was in Beastmaster, he had a, uh, have you watched Beastmaster? He has a very visible, very clear, uh, 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 what is it? It's a smallpox vaccination yeah. thing. <laughs> I just think that's interesting as it's like, he's the Beastmaster. He's, he's even a master of, of, of microscopic beasts. <laughs> He, he, before anyone in this world had uh, had vaccinations, he did. Uh, uh, all right, you 25-year-old fuckers. Maybe educate yourselves a little bit. I don't want us to go down that road again. Who, who is Edie Brickell? <laughs> uh, What's aerobics? All right, so Rob Schraub is rubbing your taint. That's, that's not... That's, that's, why, that's, that's why you left off. I was where re- you left off. I was. It was Act Two. I read a letter in a was magazine. Meeting with the goddess. I read a letter in a magazine where a guy wrote into a magazine and said, uh, "I, I, my girlfriend did this thing. She rubbed this spot, and it, and something amazing happened. Uh, what can you explain?" And the doctor, sex or whoever he was writing into, <laughs> said, uh, "Oh, she's stimulating your prostate gland. Uh, uh, that's what's happening. Some people choose to do it internally." Uh, that's why people stick stuff up their butt sometime. That's what it's the same thing. And so I thought, huh, <laughs> like you with the fishnets, what am I going to die not having a, what if, what if, how do you know? I mean, what do you, what if it's my favorite thing? What if I turn into the guy that loves, uh, why did you climb that mountain? Because it was there. You hear about it sometimes. You hear about guys liking the, liking stuff in their, uh, their hoo-ha. To um, so I thought the maybe I want to. So I to fight. So at one point I'm I'm going I'm 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 sitting down for a personal session. Uh, and uh, Mr. Kissinger. And 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 I and and I think to myself, uh, uh, well maybe well, maybe this is the time I try to I'll try to I'll try to put something in there and see if it's like magic, you know? <laughs> see if a genie comes out. Um, Go on. So I looked around my house because I did, I, I thought, well, I'm not going to put my finger in there. Yeah. Because it's because it's a butt. That's gross. I don't want my I don't want poopies on my finger. This is for the ladies. So I'm like, well, it's for an object time. So I, I look around and I'm like. I landed on a uh, sharpie pen. Yeah. Not not the cap end, but the just the because the there's the regular just smooth white end. That's what I'm. I was talking like, well, about. this is a this is a this is a good starter. You know, like uh, yeah. start start slow. Baby. Maybe I'll start end up slow. putting a thermos up there, but right. uh, let's, that's the spirit. Let's find out. Uh, 
And so I, you know, the end of the story is I, <laughs> I have a Sharpie pen stuck up my ass. And I came and it wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> Me, it might have been a little better. I, I can't remember, but what I do remember very clearly is there's a thing with guys. Um, when guy, it's, this is a, something that's very amazing to me. G when guys have an orgasm, it is instantaneous. Like, whatever was in your bloodstream, whatever was in your brain that was making you sexually, you know, uh, 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 excited, like, it is literally in an instant like the moment of your orgasm the guy it's like the thought of sex is like mowing the lawn it's, it's it doesn't it's everything goes away completely you go from being like dr detroit to being dan Aykroyd. wow oh, fuck you guys just just rent some shit dr detroit now i'm turned on again you go from being Mr. Hyde to back to uh, having a PhD again uh, as soon as you orgasm. So I came and I had a pin up my ass. I was just, that is the sweetest taboo. Thank you, sir. Yes. Uh, I, 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 there's nothing, I, you, you don't want, uh, like, like, you'll do almost anything when you're in that zone, like, you'll, you, 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 it's, it does things to your mind and your, and your body, but then when it's all over, you don't want any props involved that, that, that are gonna, like, take time and effort to deal with. Like, I, I was a man who, you know, I was back to being a normal stockbroker. <laughs> You know, just I wasn't ever really a stockbroker. That would be embarrassing. Uh, I had a pen up my ass and I had to pull it out. Yeah. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't you rather I did? Uh, so, so you, didn't, you didn't want me to like pull it out now and go and here it is. So when you come up after the show for like the Golden Railroad spike. Yeah. <laughs> after the show, Dan will be signing autographs and pictures. Yes. I told the community writers room that, and there was no end of sharpie jokes. Uh, yeah. Well, do you want? To, wait, here, here's some things on the docket for tonight. All right. We got to have Spencer come up, our dungeon master. Oh fuck yeah! We're gonna have Spencer come up, and he's gonna just talk to us, you and me. Spencer, whom we met last uh, last week. Right? Yes, I I brought a dungeon master up on stage who volunteered to talk to us about Dungeons and Dragons, and and Spencer's gonna come up, talk to us a little bit. Uh, about about the kinds of characters we might like to play in a Dungeons and Dragons game, and then he'll he'll take his seat. Uh, there, there's a lovely commemorative sharpie pen under it for him. Uh, it, 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 he he, and then and then next week, then he'll uh, you know present our characters to us, and that'll be another you know I gotta try to it'll it's so it's a weekly step by step baby steps. I don't know where that's gonna go. Are we gonna end up playing Dungeons and Dragons on, on the on the podcast here at Harmontown? Will we three weeks from now? Will we have a table up on stage and we'll just do a little segment where we do a little 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 baby chapter of an adventure with a dungeon master? Will Spencer be our dungeon master? 
or or having rolled our characters you know will he abdicate that throne will we audition as i suggested we might other dungeon masters and each week and see how they how they work for us uh, i don't know i don't plan that far ahead i'm a bad planner i stick pens up my ass <laughs> that was not a guy who is thinking about wednesday on monday <laughs> that's a Sha la 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 live for today. <laughs> that is a man who DMs his carpes. <laughs> um Please, please welcome to the stage. For, for those of you who were here last week or listened to it last week, uh, sorry, I, I, I totally blue-balled your applause there. I'm sorry about that. Um, but uh, I, for those of you who were here last week or listening to it last week, we, uh, you know, I, I said I want to play Dungeons and Dragons uh, on the podcast. I think uh, I want uh, somebody needs to roll characters for us. We, I, I needed immediately. I'm so out of touch with the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I haven't. I, 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 I the books I own are from '89, and uh, thank you. Uh, applause for a year. It was applause for a year. Someone applauded a year. Um, So we brought this guy up. He shot his hand up when I said, who knows anything about Dungeons and Dragons? Who's a dungeon master? Spencer raised his hand coming up. uh, And uh, and so I uh, talked to him after the show. I think we should edit all this out because I'm explaining a bunch of redundant bullshit. But uh, let's let's bring our uh, character, uh, the guy who's going to create Jeff and I's first level Dungeons and Dragons characters to the stage. Uh, It's Spencer, everybody. Bring him up. How's it going? Here he is. Now, at risk, Jeff, you're, like for those listening, do we want to describe Spencer? He really does scream Dungeon Master. I would say, uh, what, 6'5", six, 4", how tall is he? 6'4". 6'4". 6'4", bearded, uh, hair, uh, pretty long, uh, Metallica length hair, dab. <laughs> Uh, lower uh, lower scapula length uh, hair. Uh, he's uh, he's bespectacled and kind of like uh, you know intellectual small uh, glasses. He's got a a, a t shirt and plaid shorts. He, he's very casually dressed. I, I you know I, I would have pictured a top hat and a cloak, but uh, <laughs> I mean but it's a podcast. There's, uh, di- there's different kinds of dungeon master. This I mean, is, I mean this I, is, this is gonna, the well edit that part out. He's uh, he has a leather top hat and goggles on on the, the goggles aren't on his face. They're on the hat. <laughs> And uh, his, he's wearing a jacket that goes down to the floor, and there's 18 buckles on it. Uh, he has pockets uh, on each arm, the, each of which are clearly carrying a weapon. And uh, he has a dice satchel. <laughs> That's not true. No, we want I want people to really know. He's a, very, he's a very casual I, dungeon master. He looks like um, a, 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 it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's casual Friday at the uh, Norse Pillager Village. <laughs> It's on, the, on, the, on, the, on the Viking ship. Yes, it's it's Bizcash Fry it's, during the Norman invasion. It's it's, yes. it's 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 laundry day on yeah. Eric the Red's uh, <laughs> boat. Right. Uh, it's a it's a, a, a big bushy beard. Yeah, so, yeah six em- foot four. Employee of the month, uh, fifteen twenty four. <laughs> okay. All right. So Spencer, uh, the, 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 all, our, our goal right now for this conversation, all we want to do is just we want to talk about the kinds of characters Jeff and I would like to play. Now, there's not a lot of like two person campaigns, is there, in Dungeons and Dragons? That's not really a common thing. I don't think it's too common, but it does end up happening. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, cer- Sometimes cer- you don't have any friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if there's one contingency we of the role-playing ilk uh, have to prepare ourselves for, it's, uh, it's less people showing up than we thought. Can I just say, like, two pens and a real doll ago, I was like, they're going to think I'm a loser. <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. You're like Cary Grant up here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I am not a, uh, yeah, I am a, I am a nerd's nerd. Have you uh, ever tried on stockings and put a pen in your butt, Spencer? Can't say that I have, yeah, but well, I'm interested. Yeah, well, what a square. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so, yeah, so it happens. I think that uh, uh, I, 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 when, because I know that in creating uh, parties of Dungeons and Dragons characters, what you want is a kind of balance. Like, it's possible for Jeff and I to both be magic users or, but, and bo- or both be fighters, but we'd probably want to, we probably want to balance ourselves a little. Yeah, you want some, like, uh, some heavy meat to take some damage and uh, yeah. some. <laughs> Yeah, you want to balance. <laughs> Sweet as taboo. <laughs> uh, I've never played this. I have no idea what either of you two are talking about. All right, right well, now. let's walk them through it, Spencer. It's like, is it, if I'm assuming that the third edition of Dungeons & Dragons hasn't, cha- it hasn't changed the fundamentals. Of phrase, it was like, there's class. Class is like occupation. There's fighter. Well, you, you listen. All right, yeah, so mostly it's just like classes. There's the barbarian, which is, you know, a barbarian. There's a bard, which tells magical stories and can cast spells and cause people to double over in painful laughter. There's uh, clerics. They channel their power of their gods. Let's see. Uh, druids. They're kind of like hippies, but with magic. Um... <laughs> You got fighters, they have big swords and whatnot. You got, uh, let's see here. All right, you got monks, which are kind of like martial artists, you know, like Jackie Chan kind of people. You got your rain, no, you got your paladins, which, you know, they smite evil in the name of their gods and are usually jerks. <laughs> There's, uh, rangers. I think Jeff, I, I think Jeff's I, hand shot up when he <laughs> heard that description. You got the Rangers, which is like Legolas from Lord of the Rings. He's got a bow. He uses two swords, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and they're kind of nature experts. Yeah, they got. They can hunt. They're, they can uh, have beast pets sort of thing. Like Beastmaster. Yeah. <laughs> like Taint Master? <laughs> Almost. Uh, and uh, wait, is that uh, are those thieves and assassins? Yeah, there's thieves which are rogues. They can be like assassins or just thieves, you know, stealing stuff or sneaking on high ledges. I'm gonna go for um, what's a barbarian do? Barbarians fly into dangerous rages in which they shrug off even the fiercest of damage. I'll take that. I'm a barbarian. <laughs> Alright, sounds good. So then I definitely feel like. Can I wear a suit? Can I be a barbarian in a suit? Yeah, yeah, no, it could be like ripped, you know, cut off like slacks. Sweet. (laughs) Barbarian in a suit. Cut off slacks. That's a librarian. Uh, the uh, so I, I should offset that then with like a spell casting kind of occupation. Yeah, like a bard know. or a druid or a wizard. You know, I think I'm just gonna go straight up the middle because it like you get a got a barbarian and then I should I should be a uh, cleric or magic user. Yeah, a cleric uh, or a druid. Maybe. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say magic user so that we have some offensive capability between the two of us. Thank you. Get a little bit of applause there from Rob Schraub. Uh 
So then there's class. That's the first choice you make. So we've done that. Then there's race. Yeah, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the most exciting thing in the world to me. Uh, you're a you're a Filipino bard. <laughs> You want to you want to run down the races? Yeah, you got um. Well, I mean, humans. Those are us. Um, <laughs> oh, he's good. <laughs> the right man for the job. <laughs> you got your elves. Most people know what elves are. They live in trees. They like bows and They're arrows. Ta- but some people think elves are little shrimpy, shrimpy, shrimpy people. Well, they like, make cookies. Like, and- yeah, like like this isn't a Keebler elf, is there? Well, actually, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Now everybody knows that it's uh, Orlando Bloom. Okay. <laughs> you got uh, half elves, which are half human, half elf, loved by all. They're accepted. Okay. That's just true. That's the game. Don't hate the role player. Uh, okay. Uh, you got half el- or no halflings, which are really, really short people, kind of like toddlers. If they looked old, I think I'll, I think I'll, I think I'll be human. I'll be a human magic user. Uh, pussy. No. <laughs> All right. This, this uh, dwarf uh, barbarian is gonna beat your ass. Am I a gnome or a, d- a gnome or a dwarf? You're probably a gnome. You could be a dwarf, but that's less hilarious. Gnome. Gnome it is. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and, the, and the rest of it, you know, unless we have any specific requests that we want to talk about, like concepts that we want to... Because part of your job now as a dungeon master, from what I understand, is he's going to go roll our characters. This is a comedy show. So some of it involves actual die rolling, like, like you know, like, like generating our attributes, which are strength, intelligence, wisdom, charisma, I'm assuming. Stop me if I'm, I'm No, wrong. those are all right. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, but, but so, I mean, we could we could turn you loose now, and you could you could you could you could roll. There's first level characters. We're going to be very weak, uh, and we're going to have a kind of a, and then and then we'll you'll present them to us next week. You go here's your character. So maybe maybe we maybe we should come up with our names, Jeff. Yeah, I'm going to guess you're going to be Mission Nightblade. No, no I'm, because I'm going to be a magic user. All right. All right, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll come up with my name uh, right Ooh. now. <laughs> No. I don't know. What do you think, Spencer? Do we come up with them now, or do we do we do you come back with these characters that are nameless? You should come up with a name now. Yeah. You know what? How about this? Uh, uh, let's let the audience tonight name our characters. Okay. All right. Uh, I want. Uh, let's see. Uh, you right here, sir. Uh, hold your hand in the air, and then you, Miss, right there. I want you to put your hand in the air, right there. Yeah, yeah. I want uh, you to give me my first name, and I want you to make it. Uh, uh, Gnomey, like, you know, like something that, 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 think of whatever a gnome's name would be, and you, something barbaric. Okay? And on the count of three, I want you to say what you're thinking right now. So you, sir, give me the gnomey first name. Yours, you, ma'am, are the barbaric last name. Ready? One, two, three. Cork. Cork. I am Cork. Okay. All right. That, that fucking backfired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'll just call you Quirk, probably. Uh, yeah, no, no. I, 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 we'll, we'll be on a first name basis for most of it. Uh, I, uh, uh, I come from a long line of. <laughs> hmm. Magic user. Magic user. Sharpie. Sharpie. So, Shar- Sharpie butts a lot. Sharpie butts a lot. Okay. All right. 
No, no wrong answers. Sharp, Sharpie butts a lot, the magic is. We're definitely starting off on the right foot. Okay. All right, well, uh, let's have a hand for Spencer. He's going to go do some hard work for us. Spencer! And uh, thank you, Spencer. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt Dan's drunken ramblings. I'm Jeff Davis from Harmontown, here to talk about Warby Parker glasses. Do you need glasses? Do you wear glasses? Is your eyesight all fucked from playing Bubble Witch or whatever the f stupid app game you play? My eyes are just dying from these stupid games. You stare at it and then you try to look up and you can't see shit. I'm 43 and my eyes are dying because of Bubble Witch. God damn it. Warby Parker has glasses that are really cool. They're kind of vintage-y, retro-y kind of stuff, and they look great, and they're cheap as shit. They're, they're less expensive than glasses generally are, which is dumb, because people need them. Or maybe you don't need glasses, and you just want to look professorial and kind of groovy. Warby Parker makes it very easy to order glasses. They have a free home try-on program where you order five pairs of glasses, you try them on for five days, there's no obligation to buy them, it ships for free, and you can ship them back for free. You go to warbyparker.com slash Harmon to order your free home try-ons today. The glasses start at 95 bucks, which is cheap. That includes prescription lenses, anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings, and every pair you buy, another pair is distributed to someone in need. I'm hoping that it's refugees. I mean, because Syrians, holy shit, they need glasses. I, I, I did it. I ordered them. They come so easy. Boom. There's a box. There's a bunch of glasses in there. You pick the ones you like. You look in the mirror and you go, these suck, these suck, these rule. You pick the ones that you like. Um, also, if you don't have any personal awareness or any sense of identity, after you get your glasses from warbyparker.com slash Harmon, you can also go to the Warby Parker app from the iTunes app store, which allows you to quickly take photos wearing all the frames, stitch it into a video, and share it with friends and family to help you pick a winner because you don't know what you like. You need other people's opinions because you're a spineless ooze. Warbyparker.com slash Harmon. They're glasses. They're cheap. They're awesome. Fuck you. Back to Harmon. Yeah, he's gonna go do those characters, and then next week he'll 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 come to us with what he's created, and then we'll we'll just examine them, and that'll be we we we'll probably won't start playing next week, but then then because we'll, then we'll have time to uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna produce the show in front of you guys. We'll talk about it later. Um, <clears throat> we should we should do rapid fire. Uh, let's get these fashion questions out, right. and then and then let's send these people on their merry way. It's Friday night. They Fantastic. got. Uh, We're not gonna hear Rob's butt story, or no? Well, I don't. Th I just don't think it's time. Rob, Rob washed his butt too much and uh <laughs> all right shrop come up can, how, how, can, can you can you do the yeah like you want the short version yeah yeah what's the short version <laughs> oh gosh i don't remember t t remind me how did how did this all get started by the way it all got shittiest seats in I, the building i know i don't know why they put chairs these there. are reserved yeah i i, I it's, it's well also that's part of that's my fault rob's describing this is this is your view the entire time yeah, yeah if you sit stage right here at the show uh audience level you look at the back of Dan's head most of the show. Yeah. And his ass. It's my fault. It's, it's also my fault because I tend to talk to Jeff because I'm insecure. That's okay. And so then you're looking at my tight also, ass. Also, uh, at Everything is, uh, terror, uh, Everything is Festival, uh, Joel in Cinematic Titanic is going to be on Sunday. Oh, okay. So go to see that because it's super hilarious. It's, a, it's important to mention awesome. that our, our hero and mentor, Joel Hodgson from Mystery Science Theater is here. Yeah. Joel Hodgson, truly a god among among nerds and even some regular people. Uh, 
Joel, when Rashab and I moved to LA, we were strangers in a strange land. We had no idea what we were doing. And this other guy from the Midwest who we worshipped uh, when we were in Milwaukee because we loved his show. And, uh, you know, he, he, he was out here in LA too. And he showed, he, you know, he was a big part of making us comfortable out here, you know, explaining to us like how disgusting Thank he could you. be out here and, and preparing much. us for that. Uh, and he's a, he's a good stand up guy. He's and a great guy. I, 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 I miss him like the Dickens. Miss him, miss him, miss him Dickens. Uh, anyway. You made, it, you made the whole taint thing sound like we were like some serious Chuck and Buck shit. <laughs> hey, man, you know what you got to do? You got to rub that taint when you're jerking off. It's not like that at all. We were... I would be Chuck, right? Right? It's, that's important to you? That's really petty. That's really petty, He's Rob. He's thinner, right? He's thinner. <laughs> right. But what, what... I mean, there's several... Chapter well, decade. Okay. Uh, stop me when you want to take over. Okay. Rob, at some point in his life, became obsessive about cleaning his anus. <laughs> that was I, 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 that, that that was an uncharismatic. Really, is that a really a bad thing? But no, I, no, no, of course not. It's what's it's, bad is how late in life I became. I, obsessed. You you decided that you weren't. Yeah, that you would. Uh, how do you, I don't think my mom potty trained me properly because or, or, I remember. I remember. I remember, like, I don't know what it was. I don't know if I, my mom said it, but I got it in my head that all you had to do is wipe three times. <laughs> on the ceiling if you want me. And uh, on the pipe. if you wipe three times, I was never you. taught to look at the tissue. I was a kid. It was like wipe three times on the then, ceiling if you want, and then and then and then flush, and the 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 toilet paper magically makes the poop go away. Uh-huh. So, which is not true if you've ever tried to get a peanut butter so then you felt off the at carpeting. A, at a time and you <laughs> don't take Wait. three wipes. What? What? what Don't what take goes on in Wisconsin, by the way? Oh, Jesus yeah, it's, Christ! It's crazy over there. So, but that's that's the that, that's the setup. Is that so? You started what you started doing is you started like really kind of going for it. Yeah, like, like really washing it, making up for twenty years because I, oh God, I can't I can't tell why. Yes, I can. It okay, so as a joke. Oh man, I'm so sorry, honey. I'm so. <laughs> You, you, she's married to you now. She can't do I anything. I want to stay married. Uh, she's not going to divorce you for oh God. telling how you okay, clean your butt. Okay, so anyway, as a joke, back in the Dead Ale Wives days, when we would show our balls and our dicks and wow. stuff like that, it was the funniest thing in the world. We thought we invented that. Yeah. Uh, I dropped my pants, and I, I don't know, grabbed a, a towel, and I wiped it, and it was... Shockingly dirty, soiled, and uh, our everybody goes. Oh, nobody's more embarrassed than I am. And and uh, and then our good friend Sean McKenna like looked at me. Who would? Pull his dick out and pee on your shoe as a joke and stuff. Look yeah, at me. Yeah, Sean had a bit he would do called the Star Wars trilogy, where he would do <laughs> he would do three things with his penis, like like he would do he would make it a lightsaber with a pen light, mm-hmm. and he would pretend it was Jabba the Hutt by making his ball sack talk, and yeah. it, and then for Empire he would uh, he 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 would he would tuck it into its own foreskin and then, and then pretend it was the uh, the 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 big reptile creature trying to swallow the. Millennium Falcon. Yeah. 
as the his pinky was the Millennium Falcon as it flew away, and it would he would he would let his the package worst. like unpackage. Back- Sh- so, to, to the point being, Sh- Sean McKenna is not someone that you want <laughs> that from, from you know derision. You don't take it lightly. Like it's like that like, that, that pre Pulp Fiction comedy just was so easy back then. <laughs> uh, what like he had a he had an impression of Jimmy Durante that could. Uh, yeah, it that involved a pair of glasses and his dick. Yeah, uh, his closer was Jimmy sneezing. Yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes Jimmy had a cold. Let's move on. So anyway, the guy, the guy who would do that, I, I, as a joke, wow. <laughs> as a joke, I wipe my ass, and and Sean goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you ever wipe your ass? And it was like... It didn't make sense to me until that moment, so my... Somebody hit rewind on the on the VCR in my head, and I rewound, like, from 24 to 4, going, Oh, my God. I am the most disgusting person in the world and things started making sense the dots were connected and i was like oh my god uh is that I why think it's i don't probably... have a girlfriend uh, but, but <laughs> I, I, after I, that i was i went for it i was like washing it was it was scrubbing it just just like to ocd and that escalated like because you found out you could get special shower heads when kate yes kate when we first moved in kate because she's the was the best girlfriend in the world and now is the most amazing wife in the world. Please applaud. <laughs> Kate Freund. Kate Freund married to the Taint Master. Which <laughs> uh, is she? She she, bu- she buys me as I think it was like a birthday present or a Christmas present, like a shower snake. You know what it you know where you attach it so you could do it just so I could really wash my ass because you wanted to not because she wanted you to because no, no, you, no, no, she no. knew it would make I you happy wanted to watch it. and and because I don't know I got it in my head that the hotter the water, the cleaner it would be. That makes sense. And, and you it know, work, it works it, for dishes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I like I remember I remember there was a, a point where I was like you guys I have are my leg up. Lunatics. I have a leg up. I know. You, I'm really you dressed sorry. like a I've woman. Invited people. What? You, you put on fishnets. Yeah, I look good. <laughs> I remember I'm in the shower, my leg hiked up, spraying, and at the other and the other hand is slowly turning up the heat. So I'm going and and going ah, ah, like, like trying one to, pill makes you love. Yeah, just really trying because I was trying to to, to Trying to clean boil away 20 years worth of disgusting, <laughs> terrible hygiene. And I remember we went, I remember like one, one time I, I went, I went really too far. And I think uh, I got like an instant message. Uh, like an well, that was like the night before New Year's. <laughs> 
because we went to we went to Vegas with with Davis and 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 like Akiva Akiva Schaffer was there and and Drew Carey was there and and I was like, well, it's were you, were you there, Kate? Were we dating it? Okay, all right. I don't know. Why well, we... it's New Year's Eve. All right. Uh, time to... Better put on the top hat and tails here. Let's just really clean it out. And I remember... Did we drive? We drove there, right? I don't know. Somewhere between the shower and the stroke of midnight... <laughs> Things just just were not right with the taint master. I was, oh, gee. And it was like I I scalded my entire, like, I just was like for a month. I was just like torn up. So you went to this doctor. That's the story that I. Okay. Wait, that's, I didn't. So I go to the. Yeah, that's the. That's the. That's the crawl crawl. before we go to Tatooine. (laughs) It's a dark day for the rebellion. (laughs) Or Hoth. Or Hoth. It could be Hoth. It could be Hoth. Oh, they don't even know. This is probably Hoth. Your asshole needed to go to Hoth to cool down. (laughs) So I I didn't have a doctor at the time, and Kate helps me find this... Find this... It was the worst. I had this terrible Armenian doctor that I went in there. Which isn't, that's not, he wasn't terrible because he was Armenian. He was terrible and Armenian. That's not like Irish medicine. No, no, no. no. It just, it just, and I went in there and I I didn't sit down and uh, he, he, he's like, oh, why, what's, what's wrong with you? I'm it's. Well, well, he, 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 studied, he studied in Italy. He, he went to school in that Bologna. Oh, I think. Was it was oh, his was his name oh, Bo, oh, Boyardian? Oh, what's up? At a chef's ad and curly uh, Boyardian. Oh, what's so wrong with you? What's so wrong, Doctor Boyardian? Uh, you're needed in the meatball ward. So Boyardian. So we talk for a really long time. He says, "So, so what's what's the, what's the problem?" And I'm like, and I'm like, "Well, I think there's." He might not have been Armenian, by the no. way. I think I think uh, I can't do an Armenian accent, so I just do Italian. Oh, oh, oh. Was he jumping over barrels? <laughs> His secretary was a giant gorilla. Uh, who had plus signs for teeth. Uh, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and uh, so so we talk about it for a while. So, well, I, I think I think I got something going on down there, and I'm worried about it. <laughs> I'm trying to find out if there's a way that we can do something about it without me showing my butt. Not gonna happen. So, so he's like, well, "Why don't you take off your clothes and uh, and get up on the table?" So oh, I'm like, oh, "Jesus, that's a, that's a spicy butthole." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia, Maron. <laughs> so, so I get on, I get on the table, and uh, I'm naked. <laughs> I'm naked. I'm I'm naked and I'm on all fours. 
And uh, we have a conversation with my nuts. Like, he's like looking here, and my nuts are hanging and, uh, and he goes, all right, let's see what the problem is. And he goes, oh my, what did you do? <laughs> and I try to act like what? What's what's going on? What do you got going on down there? And he's like, oh, it's uh, it's all colored, discolored, and everything. And I'm like, what? What? Like blue? What's going on? And he's like, oh. Okay, well, he and he prescribes like all this this junk that I'm supposed to put on there. And all right, well, uh, yeah. So go to Found Crap. Uh, yes, go to go to Found Crap. August Everything is terrible. The Tank Master, everybody. The Tank Master. Cinematic Titanic with Joel Hodgson this Sunday. That's Monster House writer Rob Schraub taking the stage. Uh, All right, we're gonna we're gonna end the show with the speed round. Yeah, we gotta. Ju- I feel bad because people write these questions and then they're like, "Has he no, gonna answer?" No, I, I, there's, a, there's a lot of good. Our ones audience here. is the best. You guys ask the best. You're you're really good at this. This we have you write stuff down on pieces of paper, and you're you're, you're always so cooperative and so sincere and like really cool about it. And I want to reward you for that, not punish that. I'm sorry. It's uh, you know we 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 ran uncharacteristically long, um, but I I, I do want to tend to them. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the the theme tonight was fashion and style. This is the speed round. Dan, I want you to keep your answers as terse and as succinct as possible. Should we we get a a number of words Uh, for the answers? You you pick. Okay, uh, let's do do three-word answers. Three-word answers. I saw Zach hold up three fingers because he's like, I got a pork chop with my name on it at home. (laughs) Zach, our technician, says three words. Here we go. Starting off, speed round. Dan, is it all right? To wear white, to wear a white fedora after Labor Day. Yes, Siri Bob. <laughs> Is it ever okay to wear a patterned tie with an argyle vest? Yes, Siri Bob. All right. Okay, this one's a little more abstract. Ted Nugent or Gary Busey? <laughs> From a fashion standpoint. <laughs> Obviously, Gary Busey. All right. What do you think of people who wear glasses to look nerdy or cute when they don't even need them because they have fucking 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Meow, uh, glasses lady. <laughs> have you ever considered beard braiding? <laughs> uh, just yesterday, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why do hipsters dress like Steve Urkel? (laughs) The alternative's worse. Nice. No, apparently not. At what what point does a t-shirt need to be thrown out? (laughs) Uh, More... Stains... Uh, happening. <laughs> that one was brought to you by Nike Tonto. <laughs> Where do you buy your clothes? Uh, my girlfriend's purchase. What should one wear to a bar mitzvah? Probably a yarmulke. <laughs> 
All right, now here's a tough one, Dan. Here's a tough one. What shoes go with a narrow-cut, tapered black suit? Adidas, Adidas, Adidas. Thank you, everybody. This has been Harmontown. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much. Hope we didn't take too much of your Friday night. Go have some fun. Thank you. You were a great crowd. Thank you for your questions. Uh, we, we, we love you dearly. Try not to judge me too much for what thank I've said everybody. tonight. Let's thank a few people. Katie Levine, audio recording. Zach McKeever, our tech. Emily Gordon, producing the live show. Danielle Kramer, program director. Dustin Marshall, podcast producer. Mo Fafflebab, on-site director. And Jenny Fine, our logo artist. I've been Jeff Davis, your comptroller. One more time for Dan Harmon, the mayor of Harmontown. I love you guys. Have a good time out there. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for coming to Nerd Melts in Hollywood. And thank you all listening out there in podcast land. This has been Harmon Town. Thank you. Until next time. <laughs> thank you. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multidimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.